It's a good way to start the year, amen? Real good way. Thank you, Narda, for continuing to play for us and serve us in that way. I'm just going to stick with this mic, I guess, guy. So I got the other one, but I'm just... I'm going to have a kind of a Jeremiah and Dennis. Can you come up here and move this a little bit out of the way for me? I'm going to use old John's method there and get that out of the way. Just just right there is fine. Thank you. Well, I just got, I really got a, just a short message, I think. Uh, <laughs> you should never say that, right? <clears throat> To, to share with you as, as we start the year. So uh, turn turn to Mark chapter 8. I mean, we've gotten so much already. I mean, God has encouraged us uh, to join, you know, join in this year and get connected to Him. And however I encourage you, however He leads you, fasting, prayer, Bible reading, getting in the Word of God, learning to worship on your own, this is a great time to just start fresh. You know, the new year, the new year probably doesn't mean as much to God as it does to us. <laughs> you know, I mean, for him, uh, I mean, he has times and seasons. I'm not saying that's not important to him, but, uh, you know, God's always want to do good stuff. He's always at work. Uh, he didn't start working a little bit more because it's January 1st compared to December 31st. He's been at work doing stuff, and he wants to keep doing it. He's got his his agenda and his will and his desires, and he is 100% committed to doing everything he said he wants to do. And that hasn't changed today. Uh, what could change today is us. I can have a change. I can, I can change something. You know, this... I, th- I was thinking of this this morning, you know, if you want this year to be different for any reason, whatever area of your life, you have to change. You have to change something. You, we, we can't expect God to just, you know, drop something down from heaven and say, boom. You know, we want, we want, that's, that's magic. That's not, that's not spiritual power. That's that's magic. I mean, I sometimes wish magic worked. You know, you watch it in the movies. Woo, it does all the cool stuff, and it, you know, it's it's under your control, and you can, uh, you can have it your way. You know, it's way better than Burger King. Um, you know, is that even the phrase for Burger King anymore? I haven't been to Burger King in a long time, and I don't intend to. But um, <laughs> sorry about that, Burger King. Uh, I've been to McDonald's either. Hey, I've been to. Listen to this. I've been to McDonald's so little that my kids don't even know what the real name of it is okay like because we were driving by mcdonald's the other day uh one there on the south side of walmart and kai says this hey old mcdonald's serves breakfast it says it looks like they serve breakfast we should go there for breakfast sometime <laughs> he doesn't even know the name of the restaurant because obviously we've never been there with him or hardly at all i can't even think of a time so anyway that has nothing to do with anything <clears throat> Especially not Mark chapter 8. But, you know, I mean, we the reality is something has to change. So just FYI, if you want something to change, God's the same. He hasn't changed anything. 
He's doing the same things he was doing. He wants to do the same things in your life that he wanted on December 31st. He wants it on January 1st, if you haven't gotten there again. Gotten there yet, excuse me. He wants to take you from here to there. And he's got his plan, and his plan only works if you follow him. It only works if you go the direction he's leading. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit for every believer in Jesus. So if you're a believer in Jesus, you're a follower of him, he says, I've given you the Holy Spirit, my, God's very own spirit, to lead you into truth, to guide you. So you have, you have the one who will help you. You have everything you need. You, you have your new identity in Christ. We have who we are in Christ. We have strength. We have power. We have the Holy Spirit to lead us. And so we have everything we need, but we just have to decide, I'm going to do that. I'm going to change. I'm going to walk in the path God has for me. It's, if, some, if you need something different, you have to change. If you do the same things as last year, it'll be the same as last year. Now, again, there's things out of our control when people, you know, we have loved ones that pass away or different stuff. I'm not talking about that kind of thing, but I'm talking about personally in your walk with God. Uh, if you want to change, you're going to need to change. That was the first message, and that was totally free. Um, and so I want to read Mark chapter 8. As we start this year, I think there's a, just a real quick principle that I want to review. This is definitely not something you haven't heard before. This is not something, uh, it may be brand new to a few of you, but this is definitely something I preached on before. This is something that was uh, mentioned in some of our DVD studies that we've been going through in the, in the past couple of years. And so those of you that have been around, you've probably heard this before, but I want to start because I, I think it's so important as we move forward, you sometimes, you have to learn to look back the right way. If you don't learn to look back the right way, you'll never be moving forward in the right way. Okay, and you'll see what I'm talking about here in just a second because some of you are like, what? You can't drive like that. I'm not talking about driving. Um, you, don't look behind, you do look behind you in the rearview mirror, but uh, uh, only for a second and for certain things. Same thing with, with our spiritual life. And so, Holy Spirit, open the Word. Mark chapter 8. It says this. This is right after Jesus has fed the 5,000, and then there's been a little bit of time, then he fed the 4,000. And so... It says the disciples, in verse 14, had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast or the leaven of the Pharisees and that of Herod. And they discussed this with one another and said, It is because we have no bread. And aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Well, that wasn't it, guys. Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? That's a key phrase right there. Don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? And they answered, seven. And he said to them, do you still not understand? And some of them are probably thinking, no, I don't. <laughs> Right? You know, that's like, but they didn't say anything because you're like, okay, Jesus, we got it under, you know, okay. It wasn't about bread. I mean, can you imagine the disciples are here just, you know, it's, to me, I just, this is just one of those funny ones. 
where Jesus says something. And, and you know, Jesus knew what they were going to, you know, he might have known what they were going to think. So he's probably got a little smirk on his face. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees that have heard the disciples. <laughs> bread, bread, bread. James, James, are you in charge of the bread? Not you, James. <laughs> The disciple James, we're looking around. You know, can you imagine they're just looking at each other? Bread, bread, bread. He's talking about bread. Jesus is hungry and we didn't bring any bread. How could we be so, what are we doing? What are we thinking? And then Jesus says, why are you talking about bread? In other words, you are so far away from what I'm talking about that it's not even, you know, it is funny. (laughs) You know, this is kind of humorous here. You know, don't you see or understand? And then he says a very important phrase there. He says, Don't you remember? That's to me, that's the key phrase there. Because then he brings up to their memory what happened in the past. And he brings up what does he bring up in the past? He brings up the miraculous workings of himself, God, in the past. He brings up what God did in the past. And so, because in order for them to understand the present, they had to continue to be thankful for the past. In other words, their rearview mirror was really specific. Their rearview mirror was to look back at the works of God. Now, what happens in our rearview mirror usually is something different, right? We've got another rearview mirror that we flip on, and we look back and go, look at all the bad things that happened. And you know what happens? We end up driving forward just looking in the rearview mirror. And for those of you that don't drive yet, it's not a good idea. <laughs> it, it doesn't work that well. You know, have you ever been behind someone? And have you, you know, now people don't even use the, they don't have to look at themselves in the mirror, you know, because they can just pull up their phone. You know, and kind of look at themselves with their phone. It's like you have a mirror with you all the time. I don't know if ladies, do you do that? Do you use your phone to? I, I, I've never done it, so I want to confess. If you don't do it, you're probably older than me. <laughs> I won't say you're old, but you know. So you'll see younger people. They're like looking at themselves in the phone, you know, while they're driving or while they're doing stuff. You're like, what is going on? I'm not saying, you know, don't do that. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. You know. And so you can't see where you're going if you're, if you're looking at something else. And so God wants us to be looking at specific things. That's what he's saying to the disciples here. You need to remember these things. Because if you remember only those other things, you're going to think, oh, man, that was a bad year. That was, a, that was awful. There was all the bad things that happened. You know, I can go back to 2010. Now, look, it doesn't, we're not denying that bad things happened. We're not pretending that bad things didn't happen. We're, we're just saying, I'm going to choose to dwell and focus on what God did do. If you want to have faith rise up in your heart and be encouraged, you have to look back at what God did do, not what God is not doing or hasn't done yet or we haven't seen yet. Because if you're looking back at only the bad, the negative, what didn't happen, you, what happens? You lose hope. And if you have no hope, you have no future. You're not going to step into the future that God has. You're not going to move forward in God. You're not going to do what he's called you to do. Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's like, he wants them to get it. He wants them to understand, hey, look, they're looking at what they don't have right away. 
Right away when Jesus makes a statement, beware, they're like, what do they look at? What they don't have. They're looking at, like, we've only got this. We don't have enough. I don't have enough. And Jesus is saying, look, you need to remember. Remember what happens when you follow me. I can take 12 loaves and feed 5,000. Oh, no, no. Wrong. Five loaves and feed 5,000 and have 12 baskets left over. And then I can take seven loaves, but I can only feed 4,000. So the less you have, the more I can do with, obviously, is what Jesus is saying. The math of the kingdom, you start with five, you feed more people, and you have 12 left over. You start with seven, you feed a few less people, and you have seven left over. So what could God have done with just one loaf that they had in the boat? That's what Jesus was trying to say. Look, it's not about what you don't have. It's about what I can do with what is in your boat. And so what I get encouraged about my loaf, my loaf in my boat looks a lot better if I'm looking back at what God has already done in the past. So in order for me to really evaluate, you know, sometimes people evaluate and reflect on their past year, I encourage you to do that. But I encourage you to look at what God did. Go back and look at what God did. Don't look at what happened that was heartbreaking or that didn't come to pass or when you prayed and something didn't happen or when this person, you know, stabbed you in the back and you you lost their relationship or when whatever happened. I can look back and dwell on that and go, oh, my gosh, this is awful. Or I can go back and go, what did God do? You know, in our church family, we had some pretty cool things that happened this past year. We had two different missions teams. Some of you were on those missions teams. You know, on the Poland mission team, I remember this story. Katie, Guy, Narda, Ashley's not here. Is that, that was the team, right? You guys had a holy moment one night of that camp where just God came down and just did something that was unexplainable. If you're not remembering that, I would say, let's go back and remember that. I go back and remember it, and I wasn't even there. And I can be encouraged, hey, I'm going to go to Poland this year. I want to go expecting and go, I'm going to look back at what happened and go, God, what's going on this year? It doesn't have to look like that. You know, Jesus isn't always going to multiply and feed a bunch of people. If there's only 12, he only needs to feed 12. He doesn't always have to feed a crowd. There's, there's different things going on. You know, we had, we had another missions team went to Honduras, and we saw some awesome stuff there. And I want to look back and say, hey, what did God do? I was actually there for that one. So I can look back, hey, what were you doing in my heart, God? What was, what was being released to those, to, those, to those children and those teenagers there? there was some, man, there was some cool stuff. You know, I can look back at our healing rooms this year. We started healing rooms. We had people healed almost every single time. We had, a, we had a person who had arthritis their whole life, couldn't put on their shoes. It would take them five to ten minutes to put on their shoes, put on their shoes in ten seconds after God touched them. We had a person come in that had diagnosis of cancer, and when they left and went back to the doctor, they couldn't find that diagnosis any longer. We had multitudes of people come in with all kinds of pains and aches and not being able to move arms and all kinds of different pains in their bodies that when they left, they didn't have the pain 
in their bodies anymore. The miraculous works of God. And I can choose to look back at on the... There were times, hey, I, I prayed, probably prayed for some of you and you didn't get healed right away or something didn't happen like the way we thought it. So I can think, I can choose to think about that and go, man, God just didn't do that much this year. Oh, man, I didn't really see healing. Or I can go, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> we had times at healing rooms where people's hands were so hot they couldn't, they couldn't, it, they had to take them off people, right? Because the power of God was moving. I want to look back and go, I'm going to remember those things. I'm going to remember what God is doing. I'm going to remember the, the time where God was multiplying the loaves. You know, I want to look back. I'm just going, this is not personal. This is just our church. So I'm, I am trying to intentionally review some things. You know, at VBS, I mean, not only, we had, we had like over 10 children give their hearts to Jesus. Hey, go home and think about that for a little bit this afternoon. Go try to remember some of those kids. Some of those kids then showed up. They were in family promise. They came right in and went, you, you're the guy upstairs that did the Bible story. Instant connection. Man, that's so awesome to think about how God did that. Man, God did that. Hey, we also had, remember that, what's that girl's name? The teenager, Kristen, Christian. We had this this young lady, sixteen years old. She just came comes to help with VBS, and she didn't know Jesus. But we just let her help, you know, because why not? She'll hear about Jesus while she's helping with the kids, and so. You know, we let her help, and then we, you know, Ashley's giving the altar call, and there's all these little kids going forward, and, you know, all the four-year-olds always get saved. You know that, right? They always respond to the altar call. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're running up there, and, uh, you know, all the other kids are, are going up there, and then there's this, I'll never forget this picture. She stands up and walks to the front right here. And she sat down with all the other kids. I'm like going, oh my gosh. I don't think, I don't know if I've ever seen someone cross so many barriers of all kinds of thoughts that could have been there that said, no, this is not for you. This is not, you know, this is for the kids. You're a teenager. You're a little stupid. Look how ridiculous you look. You know, you're, she's a pretty tall girl too, you know, standing next to all these little kids. She didn't care. She just said, I want Jesus. I'll never forget that. I hope I see it again, though. <laughs> but I'll never forget that. You know, we had, a, we had a time here. We had some adults just, you know, in a spontaneous moment, just give their hearts to Jesus. When my wife was preaching, she's like, just stopped and said, boom, we're going to do that. You know, people giving their hearts to Jesus, getting baptized, getting filled with the Holy Spirit this year. There's been so many good things that God has done. Are you remembering? Do you remember? Do you remember? You know, it says uh, in Psalm 100 and verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And I know it was just thanksgiving, and I I think I haven't preached on thanksgiving. But you go somewhere forward with God when you give thanks. When you choose to give thanks, there's, there's just, it's just a, just how God's kingdom works. You enter in. 
And so if I want to enter into the future, I have to look back in the right way. And when I look back in the right way, I begin to give thanks. I begin to dwell on the works of God. I begin to uh, look back at what God did. And I don't want to look back at what, what I didn't do or, you know, if I said I'm going to read the Bible this year and I didn't read the Bible, I didn't make it through or whatever failure you had with this or that, you can look back and dwell on that and you'll receive the fruit for it. The fruit will be discouragement. Uh, loss of hope, uh, probably irritability with your spouse or family members. Uh, you'll probably take it out on someone else because you're going to get upset and angry. But if I begin to dwell on what God has done and is doing, I'm going to be more at peace. I'm going to probably be a little bit kinder to my wife and my kids or those that are around me. I might be a better employee if I'm not focused on what I'm not getting at my job, but what God is doing in my life. Ouch. Did I just say that? Let's remove that. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not even, I'm not trying to preach at anybody here. Just, just me. Uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And then Psalm 118, I was reminded of this scripture last night as we were praying. Uh, I need it up there, Cooper, because I can't quote this one. Um, Psalm 118, uh, verses uh, 19 through 21, it says, Open for me the gates of the righteous. And look, I love the gates. And it says, I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. You know, it's just just an interesting thing where God's like, the gate and the thanksgiving, you know, the entrance and the thanksgiving, the moving forward and the thanksgiving that goes with it. And so there's, there's something to it that if we want to move forward with him, we, we've got to look at what, not what I don't have in the boat. Because that wasn't even what Jesus was talking about. You know, he's like, your focus is, is right here on this one thing, and I'm talking about something else. I mean, he was talking about the, the yeast, the leaven of Herod and the Pharisees. What, what were those things? You know, being consumed with political issues and political power with Herod, or being legalistic and religious like the Pharisees. And, you know, legalism and religion, what does that do? It always makes you focus on how you're not measuring up. Really, that's the focus of legalism is how you are not making it. And you know what? That's why the Pharisees were such such crabby guys. We'll say it that way, crabby. <laughs> why were the Pharisees so crabby? Because they were so legalistic. Man, you'd be miserable too if you were looking at all their failures, trying to portray something to everybody else that wasn't true. Rather than being open and real and allowing what changes you to really change you, Jesus was saying, hey, look, let me tell you what changes you. You need the life of God. You need to repent. You need to see things differently. You need to look at, look at the world differently. You need, to, you need to look back at what I am doing. And so that's, that's the message for today from the Lord is to say, you can either look back and go, well, that was really terrible. And you know what? Your present and your future, you know what you're going to reap? That's going to be really terrible. That's what's going to happen. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Or you can choose to say, I'm going to find whatever God did. 
And so can we just take a few minutes? I want to give you just a few minutes here just before we go. God's going to put on just some worship music or something here. Um, I want you to just take a second with God. And if you've got, you know, the back of your bulletin or something or, you know, grab, grab something to write on. Just write down several things. Just look back at this year and go, what are some things that God did this year? In my family, in my life, uh, you know, I've mentioned some of the church family. Maybe it's something, you know, you are part of in our church. Uh, maybe it's just something personally. But write those things down. And then go say, Lord, as I go throughout this week, as I begin to f- pray and seek you this year, as I begin this year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose to remember those things. And then throughout the week, let God continue to bring things up. You might go, man, there was a whole lot more going on than I realized. Great song, Guy. Thank you. Father, we just, we just thank you for reminding us today, for just letting us take a little bit, look in the, in the right rearview mirror, God. Lord, we know there's things that, that happen that, that we're hurtful, and we choose to say, God, I just want to allow you to heal that. I don't want to dwell on that and let that fester. I just want to release that to you. And so we, we know you're working at healing wounds and, and doing all those things as we move forward. But we choose not to dwell on that, God. We choose not to dwell on, on the negative, on the hurtful, on the what didn't happen, Lord. We choose to dwell on your faithfulness and your goodness. We choose to look back, Lord, when you multiplied things and when you provided things, when you, when you changed things, when you revealed things, when you spoke to us, Lord, you may even bring up scriptures that we forgot that you, you showed us early on last year. And that there's things, so many things that you've done in our lives. God, you're always at work. Help us get clued in so that we're, we're ready to move forward. God, we want to enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We want to enter your courts with praise. We want to move forward, Lord, in the power of God, Lord, without any hindrance, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. That's where you're taking us. And we're going to go with you, God. We thank you for this time just to have so many different things happen as we gathered today. You are so good. We thank you that you were already in the new year before the new year got here. You knew what was going to happen. You knew who was going to be here today. You knew you know our tomorrows. And so we're going to choose to follow you because you've got the you've got the way and you you are the way. Lord in Jesus name, we honor you today. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. If you need prayer for still anything else, come on and grab somebody before you go.